Hello James, hopefully you are here this time and this is recording for you. I just recorded a full 25 minute long video going through this and my screen capture software wasn't working for some reason. So, I'm going to go through this again for you. Okay, don't need... What is this? Go back up. Go back up. This will save us some time, I guess, since I won't have to calculate everything. But I'm not sure what happened, so I'm sorry about that. Um, so, okay, Microsoft. Um, I'm not sure what's happening with my Morningstar here. Um, but, James, I am doing this for you because you requested it in the Facebook group or in the Value Investing Journey Facebook group. Facebook group. Thanks for being a part of that group and community and um, let me do this analysis for you. I hope you learned some, uh, something from it. I'm not sure. Again, you didn't say why you want me to do the analysis. You just requested it. So um, I hope you get some value from it. Some, you learn something from it. Whatever you are seeking, I hope you get some value or information from this um, analysis. So Okay, you'll see here, I note everything, um, even the date I did the analysis so that I can go back, even if it's years from now, I can see what the company's information was on this day in time, because this information below changes pretty much on a daily basis, especially the market cap. So I usually note something down here if it's a foreign company as well, like, uh, for example, Canadian dollars, Chinese yuan, um, whatever the currency is, I note that as well. So, Okay, so Microsoft has a $77.232 billion market cap. Its dividend yield rounded up is 1.7%. Its operating margin on the trailing 12-month period, which I found on the key ratios tab on Morningstar. I'm not sure why all these are reloading. I didn't do anything is 26.2 percent in the trailing 12 or in the five years in the five years past its average was 29.4 percent you of course you never want to see margins dropping um and this i mean three percentage points is not a gigantic drop but you probably still want to figure out what's going on when you read the financial statements um, it's not a big deal here because I look for anything over 10% on a consistent basis here and here. Um, so this is almost three times that, so it's fantastic still, but still, you'd never want to see margins dropping. So it's just something more to note and keep in your mind while you're going through the financials. Okay, so they bought back shares, 9.5 billion almost, and 7.8 billion now. Or 9.5 billion in 2008 and 7.8 billion today or as of today. Um, typically, you want to see companies buying back shares if the shares are undervalued. For Microsoft and a company that produces that as much cash that this company does, and because of its size, it doesn't matter as much. But of course, you want you would hope they they were buying back shares when they're undervalued. Um, because they're creating more value for shareholders if they're doing it that way.
excuse me, I just got a drink. So in that time period from 2008 to now, dropped about 17%. Um, again, typically that's a good sign. Um, you'd like it for them to be doing it when it's undervalued. Uh, but for, yeah, again, they produce so much free cash that they can't really invest that money elsewhere to get a decent return. So, which I'll illustrate further below. Okay, next thing, book value per share has risen from 2009, from $4.44 a share to 10.31 a share in the trailing 12-month period. You pretty much, that's pretty much always a good sign. The only time it's not, or the only time you don't want to see book uh, value per share rising over time is if it's related to goodwill and overpaying for acquisitions. Um, that's pretty much the only time you don't want to see good or book value per share rising because frankly, as a deep value investor, goodwill doesn't mean jack to me most of the time. So 99% of the time, it doesn't mean anything. So, so that rose 230% in that time. So ROIC, this is what I was talking about, or this is why I alluded to below about the kind of diminishing returns. In the last trailing 12 months period, again, this is something you need to note if you're going to look into this company further, figure out why in the last whatever year, in the last trailing 12 month period, their ROIC is about halved from what it was last year and about only 25 to 30% of what it was in 2013. That's a massive drop in ROIC. So you want to figure out what's going on there. Um, again, I think it's likely due to my past experience evaluating thousands of companies over the last 11 years, knowing what I know about Microsoft. Um, I am assuming this is why they're buying back more shares because they can't earn as high of returns on their money as they used to be able to, which is, I mean, they're almost a trillion dollar company. So that should be expected, frankly. Um, but you still want to know why that happened why that massive drop happened. Okay. And here, this is for illustrated here in the trillion total in the period is 8.7%. Five year average is 18%. And even that's lower than it was in 2013, almost 26%. ROE, I don't really do much with. Um, the only reason I keep it on my sheet is because if I see the ROE is higher than ROIC, which it is, that means the company has debt which we will talk about when we get over to this page or tab. Free cash flow to sales. This is what I was talking about with the massive amount of cash flow. 33.8% in the trailing 12 month period. And what is it in the, and 30.3% over the last five years on average. I look for anything over 5% on a consistent basis. So this is pretty much fantastic. I don't think I've ever, and again, I don't, I don't typically evaluate giant companies. I stick with smaller, more obscure companies. Um, but in the past, I have evaluated giant companies, and I frankly don't think I've ever oops, ever seen, maybe with Altria when I own them and Philip Morris when I own them. Uh, but other than that, I can't think of a company on a consistent basis producing free cash flow to sales margins of this level. It's just incredible, which will talk about more when we get down to here which leads to a really really healthy balance sheet actually we'll talk about that next so 54% of this company's trailing 12 month or of this company's balance sheet as of the latest quarter is in cash and investments which is where all that free cash flow goes um, pretty much straight to the balance sheet 
which gives us a significant margin of safety, which is again fuller illustrated as short-term debt is negligible 1.5% of balance sheet. And long-term debt, while not negligible, is still less than their net cash, or than their cash, which means they have a net cash position on their balance sheet. A net cash after subtracting all short-term and long-term debt makes up about 22.5% of their trailing 12 or their last quarter balance sheet, which is provides a gigantic margin of safety as deep value investors. That's rule number one is not to lose money. And this provides, this is one way it provides a massive margin of safety is having a lot of cash on your balance sheet. Okay. Next is cash conversion cycle. I mean, typically this is one of the most important things I teach, um, but for a software based and, largely software-based company cash conversion cycle doesn't matter as much um it's still dropped which is good in the lat in the trailing 12 months period but it doesn't really matter frankly all that much um for a company like microsoft okay and then i calculated got it to ebit here trailing 12 month numbers calculated its ev using its balance sheet Got its free cash flow from the cash flow statement. And we came out with these numbers. First thing I want to note, this number being lower than this number is one sign the company could be undervalued. However, it is not undervalued by my estimates on a preliminary basis, not even close. Even though its margins are fantastic in terms of operating margins and free cash flow to sales margin, it is still massively overvalued on a relative basis on this early preliminary basis by a pretty substantial margin. I look for anything under eight and consider that undervalued, which means probably 10 to 12, 10 to 15, or eight to 12 and eight to 15 would be about fairly valued. So this company right now is, in my opinion, significantly overvalued, which leads to these low earnings yields. Earnings yield is simply the amount of money you should expect to earn if you were to buy the company today with all the currently available information known in the public financial statements. Um, what you should expect to earn if you're so 3.6% and 4.6%. I mean, to me, that's not a good return. Excuse me. To me, that's not a good return, um, which is illustrated by it being overvalued. So. The only other thing I would do here in this kind of situation where a company has fantastic margins, everything looks fantastic, but it's overvalued, is I typically put it on my watch list and don't research further from here. What I do is I put it on my watch list, and if it drops significantly, then I do more research on it. One thing you could do is dig into the financial statements and calculate its TEV, and then compare it to these numbers to see if that makes a large difference. Um, Frankly, I, I could do that for you, but that would require me digging into the financials and take up um, a decent amount of time. So so I'm not going to do that here, but that's what I would do in my next step is I'll calculate its TEV. If the TEV to EBIT and TEV to free cash flow is still insane, um, then I would put on my watch list to kind of leave it there. Um, to me, this company, I mean, if it were fairly valued, I would be all in on it because Microsoft isn't going anywhere. It might be the first trillion dollar company, has a stellar balance sheet, produces a ton of free cash, has excellent margins. Uh, Satelli Nadella, I think is uh, the 
Microsoft CEO seems to be doing a fantastic job. Um, so barring some major red flags, this would be a potential company I would invest in, but it's massively overvalued right now, in my opinion. And there's, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't buy it right now, um, just because of how overvalued it is. Um, again, the TEV, if the TEV to EBIT and TEV to free cash flow is more reasonable, say 15 and lower, um, that might be a different story. That might mean it's fairly valued. And then I would do further research in the financial statements, go line by line at financial statements at that point. But barring that, um, this company would go on my watch list for now, and I hope you learned something from this video. Whatever you want to learn or whatever value you want to get from it, I hope you got that from this video, James. Um, and thanks for being a part of the community in the Value Investing Journey Facebook group, and I will talk to you um, soon, hopefully, some more. Thanks. Have a great day.